Hi everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. All right, everybody, welcome back to God's Plan, Your Part. Today we are entering into Joshua. So just like the Israelites are entering into Canaan, (laughs) we are entering into Joshua. Uh, We are reading today chapter one to four. So we get like a chapter one is kind of some speeches. Um, Chapter two is about Rahab. We'll start to hear a few things about Rahab. Chapter three is the Israelites literally crossing the Jordan. And then chapter four is going to talk about the uh, memorial that they set up. So Jenny, as we look over these couple of chapters, what do you want to talk about? I think something really basic. As we were coming out of Deuteronomy, I heard somebody say, actually it was like a sermon I listened to, it's so weird, but the book of Deuteronomy is literally like a a very short time, probably within like a two-week span. Yeah, it's a bunch of sermons like right before they leave. Mm -hmm. So then we come into Joshua, and a story that I thought, and maybe this is just showing my ignorance with knowing the Bible or stories of the Bible, but... In Joshua, we know the story of the walls coming down in Jericho, but I didn't realize that the story was, like, broken up. So, like, the initial part of, like, knowing about Jericho and Rahab is in chapter 2, where she is hiding the spies and says, hey, please make sure that you take care of me and my family when, when your people come to pass through. Like, remember me that I hid you from the, the people that would have tried to hurt you. The men agree, and they say, make sure that you, you mark your window with your, your red um, or your scarlet cloth, rope, whatever it was that they were let down out of her window from. So we kind of just, like, end the story with Rahab there, and then we probably won't hear about her again, I would assume, until we hear the story of the walls coming down in Jericho, yes? Correct. Yeah, so it's just, like, interesting. Like, I think the essence of time is just so different when you actually take the time to read the story. So like what I thought was a story that was just kind of like nice, compact in its own little chapter is actually kind of broken up across. Like it's a callback to other things when we get to that, that part of the story. So that was interesting anyway. So chapter one is going to be kind of a commissioning of Joshua. We have now officially left Moses as the leader. He died on that mountain back there Hmm. and Joshua is leading the Israelites now I feel like those are some really big shoes to fill. (laughs) Yes. Um, God is going to basically like show everyone that he's in favor of Joshua Mm -hmm. by allowing Joshua to be part of these like miraculous events. Mm -hmm. Um, God is going to continue to tell Joshua, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. Uh, You had an interesting insight on that. (laughs) Well, I I noticed the verse that is in chapter one where, well, actually there's several verses that continue, like you said, to tell them to be strong and courageous, but specifically... Uh, Joshua 1, 9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I have heard this verse said so many times in reference to children. I have used this verse on like special little plaques in our boys' room, uh, in their bedroom. But I don't know that I actually recognize the significance of this verse and the context of it. Because yeah, like we want, like we know that the Lord is with us. We know that God is... Um, on our side when we are serving him. But this verse is heavy. Like it is talking about this mission that Joshua has and that 
God is saying to him over and over again, do not be afraid of the things ahead of you. Don't be dismayed. Don't be frightened because I am with you on this journey into the promised land. Like, you know, I'm just excited that God's on the journey of life with my children, but this is like, whoa, God is with you as you take these people to where I promise. So I think the weight of this verse is just much heavier than what our nice little Hobby Lobby signs say. Um, it, it is important to remember this was spoken to Joshua specifically mm-hmm. for leading the Israelites. Uh, the writer of Hebrews is going to use this passage, not the be strong and courageous part, but the, uh, the Lord, your God is with you wherever you go part. Yeah. So the writer of Hebrews is going to use it to apply to new Testament believers. Um, so it, it is, it is to Joshua. It was spoken to him. Mm-hmm. It was for him. Mm-hmm. It is an encouragement to us. But I think um, we just blanketed a lot over every yeah. little sweet boy we see. <laughs> right, right. Which um, is not a bad thing, but at the same time, recognizing its there's origin. Also, there's also a cool little passage from Psalm 1. So Joshua chapter 1, verse 7. Uh, actually, only be very strong and courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law that Moses' servant commanded you. Do not turn away from it to the right or to the left. That you may have good success wherever you go. This is verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart your mouth, but you may meditate on it day and night. That's how Psalm 1 starts. Yes. That's actually, oddly enough, the verse that we chose to dedicate our son with. (laughs) I'm a sucker. Oh, my word. So it is interesting how being strong and courageous is defined in this. It's worth calling out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Being strong and courageous is defined by obeying the law. And trusting that the Lord will be before them. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean get huge muscles and fight hard. It means be faithful to what God has asked you to be faithful to and trust that he will work on your behalf. Like representing God in adversity and when it doesn't seem to make sense or you are opposed by other typically greater threats. (laughs) When you're opposed by greater threats, like encounter those threats with faith now this was to warring nations like they they are going to war make no mistake um so for them it was actually faith in the face of like war-like adversity Mm -hmm. um but it it does mean to be faithful to god's word but then we move into chapter three and four where we are seeing this magnificent sign that god is like hey this is the guy don't be confused which i think is pretty nuts this is not the first instance where we're seeing water we have the much less famous water parting <laughs> smaller body well actually <laughs> not really it, though uh it well what is funny is chapter three says that it is the so we're talking about the jordan river is going to be stopped when the people of israel cross into canaan um what the author tells us is that it was at a time when the river would typically overflow its banks So the narrator is telling us, like, not only was the water stopped, it was stopped at the most busy and highest time of the year. Um, So the Israelites are instructed to carry the ark into the water. The priests are... Not not just Israelites, specifically the Levitical priests. There you go, the priests. We we spent a lot of time learning about those guys in the past. Yeah, and that's their specific special job. And when they step into the water, the water stops. It gets stacked on top of each other. I don't know how that works. Yeah, how did they say that? It's um, uh, stand in a heap. Yes. (laughs) In one heap, mind you. Mm Mm-hmm. So the water is parted, and this is one of the ways that God is going to show that Joshua is the leader. Um, 
God is in this. He's bringing victory to his people. Um, and then they, they build like a memorial out of stones from the river. And this is like the the direction to do this is not just a Joshua thing, which I had assumed. This is like the Lord giving direction to Joshua to have each of the men do this. So there's a line in this description that's going to become important in Joshua. And it's a little bit of a clue. So this is extra credit for you guys. But chapter four, verse nine. Uh, Joshua set up 12 stones in the midst of the Jordan, the place where the feet of the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant had stood, and they are there to this day. Um, basically, the idea that something is there to this day is a recurring theme in Joshua. I think it happens eight times. Mm. Um, why that is important, sorry, it looks like it happens like three or four times, so that is much less than eight. <clears throat> My mistake. Um, but the idea is that, that that is conveyed by the text. This is part of textual criticism. Um if the author is saying it's there to this day, it implies that significant time has passed between the time that this occurred and the time that it is being written down. And so just to give you a little bit of background of Joshua, you could say that Joshua wrote this. Um, it seems to me like there's not a ton of people that are super comfortable with the idea that Joshua wrote this partially because of this, it's there to this day kind mm -hmm. of language. Um, so it's possible that this was a verbal tradition that was written down later. Um, which shouldn't cause you to have like a crisis of faith. Like, wait, Joshua didn't have like a journal and this is his journal. Um, it just means that we have captured the the verbal history of what happened later on. And so this is going to be the, the history of the people moving into Canaan. Uh, and the fact that there to this day is repeated several times shows us that it might be that this was written down later. Mm -hmm. um, but there are memorial stones when this was written there to this day. Um, to memorialize the fact that God did this because God doesn't want the people to forget. So like when they cross the Red Sea, um, there's like this whole Passover tradition that is supposed to remember the events of those of that time. Now with this, there's these memorial stones built up so that people can see those things and be reminded of the events of this time. Um, because God wants us to be telling our children and our children's children about the times that he's been faithful in our lives. So what do you think of your part for today is? Um, I think <laughs> there, there could be two. One, one that we said earlier is like, be strong and courageous might not mean exactly what you think it means. <laughs> um, perhaps the more inspiring your part for today is one of those. I feel like we've said this multiple times. Um, but preserving the history of God's work in your life seems to be so important to God. Mm -hmm. It seems to be so important to God and so helpful to our faith to have those like stake in the ground moments, like memorial stone moments where it's like, no, I know that I saw God do this on that day. And we don't want those stories to disappear. Um, we, we want those stories to continue. I know one of the things that's happening in, in our actual church right now is that there is like this really faithful generation of people that founded the church um, that are like, they're old, they're, they're much older. They're not around as much. And so there are actively people trying to collect their stories so that their stories don't go away, but mm -hmm. they continue to inspire people into the future. And so I think it is important to remember even on maybe a smaller scale, like in your actual family, um, how has God been faithful to you? And how do you make sure that your kids know that? Or how do you know mm -hmm. that your siblings know that? Or how do you know that the people that share life with you know that? So that those stories aren't lost and they continue to bring glory to God because of what he's done. So 
uh, maybe consider a way that you can share one of those stories. I know it can be like a little bit awkward sometimes, but it doesn't have to be. Like we can be bold in sharing our testimonies of how God has acted in our lives and that brings glory to God and actually firms up our faith. So that's what I would say. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys back tomorrow. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to our take on God's word. Stick around and listen to the word uh, on the second part of the podcast. Before we get in there, uh, we just want to remind you, you can connect with us at any time on social media and YouTube at God's plan, your part. Also, we are a listener supported podcast. So if you ever want to help us out with the ministry that we're doing, uh, you can do that by clicking the link in our description. And now here's the reading for today. Joshua chapter 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land to the Hittites, to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous." being careful to do according to all the law that Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good successes wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will have your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And Joshua commanded the officers of the people, pass through the midst of the camp and command the people, prepare your provisions for within three days you are to pass over the Jordan to go in to take the possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you to possess. And to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the word that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God is providing you a place of rest and will give you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your livestock shall remain in the land that Moses gave you beyond the Jordan. But all the men of valor among you shall pass over armed before your brothers and shall help them until the Lord gives rest to your brothers as he has to you. And they also take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving them. Then you shall return to the land of your possession and shall possess it, the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you beyond the Jordan toward the sunrise. And they answered Joshua, All that you have commanded us we will do, and wherever you send us we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you, as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your commandment and disobeys your words, whatever you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. And Joshua the son of Nun sent two men secretly from Shittim as spies, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. And they went and came into the house of a prostitute whose name was Rahab and lodged there. And it was told to the king of Jericho, Behold, men of Israel have come here tonight to search out the land. Then the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, 
Bring out the men who have come to you, who entered your house, for they have come to search out the land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. And she said, True, the men came to me, but I did not know where they came from. And when the gate was about to be closed at dark, the men went out. I do not know where the men went. Pursue them quickly, for you will overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof and hid them with the stalks of flax that she had laid under the roof. So the men pursued after them on the way to the Jordan as far as the fords. And the gate was shut as soon as the pursuers had gone out. Before the men lay down, she came up to them on the roof and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land, and that the fear of the Lord has fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land will melt away before you. But we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan, to Sihon and Og, whom you devoted to destruction. And as soon as we heard it, our hearts melted, and there was no spirit left in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is a God of the heavens above and on the earth beneath. Now then, please swear to me by the Lord, that as I have dealt kindly with you, you also will deal kindly with my father's house, and give me a sure sign that you will save alive my father and my mother, my brothers and my sisters, and all who belong to them, and deliver our lives from death. And the men said to her, Our life for yours, even to death. If you do not tell this business of ours, then when the Lord gives us the land, we will deal kindly and faithfully with you. Then she let them down by a rope through the window, for her house was built into the city wall, so that she lived in the wall. And she said to them, Go into the hills, or the pursuers will encounter you, and hide there three days until the pursuers have returned. Then afterwards you may go your way. The men said to her, We will be guiltless with respect to this oath of yours that you have made us swear. Behold, when we come into the land, you shall tie this scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down, and you shall gather into your house your father and your mother, your brothers and your father's household. Then if anyone goes out of the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his own head, and we shall be guiltless. But if a hand is laid on anyone who is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head. But if you tell this business of ours, then we shall be guiltless with respect to your oath that you have made us swear." And she said, According to your words, so be it. Then she sent them away, and they departed. And she tied the scarlet cord in the window. They departed and went into the hills and remained there for three days until the pursuers returned. And the pursuers searched all along the way and found nothing. Then the two men returned. They came down from the hills and passed over and came to Joshua the son of Nun. And they told him all that had happened to them. And they said to Joshua, Truly the Lord has given all the land into our hands, and also all the inhabitants of the land melt away because of us. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Shittim. And they came to the Jordan, he and all the people of Israel, and lodged there before they passed over. At the end of three days the officers went through the camp and commanded the people, As soon as you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of your God being carried by the Levitical priests, Then you shall set out from your place and follow it. Yet there shall be a distance between you and it, about two thousand cubits in length. Do not come near it, in order that you may know the way you shall go, for you have not passed this way before. Then Joshua said to the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua said to the priests, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on before the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. The Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And as for you, command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant, 
when you come to the brink of the waters of the Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. And Joshua said to the people of Israel, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, Here is how you shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth is passing over before you in the Jordan. Now therefore, take twelve men from the tribes of Israel, from each tribe a man. And when the soles of the feet of the priests bearing the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off from flowing, and the waters coming down from above shall stand in one heap. So when the people set out from their tents to pass over the Jordan with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people, and as soon as those bearing the Ark had come as far as the Jordan, and the feet of the priests bearing the Ark were dipped in the brink of the water, now the Jordan overflows all its banks throughout the time of harvest. The waters coming down from above stood and rose up in a heap very far away. At Adam, the city that is beside Zarethan, and those flowing down toward the Sea of Arabah, the salt sea were completely cut off and the people passed over opposite Jericho. Now the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firmly on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan and all Israel was passing over on dry ground until all the nation finished passing over the Jordan. When all the nation had finished passing over the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, take 12 men from the people from each tribe a man and command them saying, Take twelve stones from here out of the midst of the Jordan from this very place where the priest's feet stood firmly, and bring them over with you and lay them down in the place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the twelve men from the people of Israel whom he had appointed a man from each tribe. And Joshua said to them, Pass on before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and take up each of you a stone upon his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the people of Israel, that this may be a sign among you. When your children ask in times to come, what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, when it passed over the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. And the people of Israel did just as Joshua commanded and took up twelve stones out of the midst of the Jordan, according to the number of the tribes of the people of Israel, just as the Lord told Joshua. And they carried them over with them to the place where they lodged and laid them down there. And Joshua set up twelve stones in the midst of the Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant had stood, and they were there to this day. For the priests bearing the Ark stood in the midst of the Jordan until everything was finished, that the Lord commanded Joshua to tell the people, according to all that Moses had commanded Joshua. The people passed over in haste, and when all the people had finished passing over the Ark of the Lord and the priests passed over before the people, the sons of Reuben and the sons of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh, passed over armed before the people of Israel, as Moses had told them. About 40,000 ready for war passed over before the Lord for battle to the plains of Jericho. On that day the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel, and they stood in awe of him, just as they had stood in awe of Moses all the days of his life. And the Lord said to Joshua, Command the priests bearing the ark of the testimony to come up out of the Jordan. So Joshua commanded the priests, Come up out of the Jordan. And when the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came up out of the midst of the Jordan, and the soles of the priests' feet were lifted up on dry ground, the waters of the Jordan returned to their place and overflowed all its banks as before. The people came up out of Jordan on the tenth day of the first month, and they encamped at Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. 
And those twelve stones which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up at Gilgal. And he said to the people of Israel, When your children ask their fathers in times to come, What do these stones mean? Then you shall tell your children, No, Israel passed over the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan for you until you passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we passed over, so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.